Come on and love him. And I praise your holy name, O righteous King. For thou art God and thou alone, and there is no other beside thee. We come to worship you and you alone, Jesus. Come to praise and magnify your great and mighty and holy name. Oh, Lord, God, hear us as we call upon you. We lift our hearts with our hands, heavenward, heavenly Father, in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear Jesus. Amen and amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. And everybody said hallelujah. The Bible mentions in Genesis twice the word bomb. And it's uh, something for you and I to keep in mind. It's also mentioned three times in Jeremiah. And a question was also asked of it. It said, is there any, is there any bomb? Well, I want to tell you tonight that Jesus is the bomb. Amen. Jesus is the bomb. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. <clears throat> bomb is a... Uh, it's a pleasing aromatic fragrance. It's something that soothes, heals, and comforts. That sounds a whole lot like Jesus to me. He told him very plainly in the days of his earthly ministry, he kept telling them that he was going to leave, that is, the flesh would depart from planet Earth, but he said that I will not leave you without comfort. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you without comfort. That the spirit of comfort is going to come from the God of all comfort, your Bible called him. He's not going to leave you in the lurch. He's not going to leave you lacking or wanting. He's not going to leave you feeling empty and void. But quite the opposite, that Jesus is going to come to your heart and to your life and he's going to give you what the psalmist said in 133 and it was that there would be such a unity that would take place with you and God that he likened it to that anointing oil that's what the bomb becomes an anointing oil something that comes down upon your head from the top to the very bottom and runs along the ground you know you don't just keep this to yourself that this is an experience that comes from heaven. And if, if you get something from heaven, you're getting something. And Jesus said, I'm going back from where I came. He said, but I'm not going to leave you without comfort. I am the bomb, and I'm going to send you back an anointing. I'm going to put an ointment in your life that's going to take care of every hurt, every pain, every problem, every situation. I'm absolutely going to give you something that will bring you into unity with the spiritual realm and my power, grace, and glory. Hear me tonight when I tell you that Jesus Jesus is the bomb, and the bomb is in the church. It's in the church of the living God. He placed it there. He put it there to be a blessing to you, and a comfort to you, and a soothing to you, a healing to you. There are the gifts of healings, everything you have need of. Jesus sends that great and glorious fragrance. He does that. He just makes things smell so much better. He makes everything feel so much better. He gives you an experience. Somebody told me tonight, I baptized this morning, 
and said, I just feel so good. I feel better. I said, well, you feel like that heavy load is lifted. Oh, yeah, I feel better. Well, you know, when you get the sin cut out of your life, when you're baptized in Jesus' name and your sins are fully forgiven, fully pardoned, and sent away, he cuts that rope and that cart rope that's attached to your life. And he said, we're getting rid of this load. When Jesus said, you come unto me, he said, you'll find out what I'm offering is a whole lot lighter than what you've been dragging around all this time. Sin is a heavy load. Being in opposition to God is a heavy load. And Jesus said, I'm looking at your problems and I am the bomb. I'm going to put an anointing on you. I'm going to put an ointment on you. I'm going to give you a sweet fragrance, a sweet spirit. Amen. Going to get that bitterness out of your heart. Going to give you something sweet. You're not going to have a, a bitter spirit anymore. You're not going to have a hateful spirit anymore. You're not going to have a proud spirit anymore. These things are going to be washed away, starting from the very top of your head, running all through you down to the very ground. This great anointing oil. Oh, it's a precious ointment, the book said. To be anointed with this precious balm, to let this come into your life, this great gift of the Holy Ghost. He absolutely pours out, the Bible said, of his spirit. He's pouring out the bomb. He's pouring out the ointment. You don't have to worry about it uh, not being enough. He's got more than enough. Heaven's not going bankrupt. Heaven's not going out of business. Everybody else may be going out of business, but heaven's not going out of business. Heaven, my friend, is ready to go. It's solvent, and it's got an anointing oil for you. Jesus is the bomb. Amen. He's in the church. You imagine when they were with him, the Bible said that they were walking pretty sadly. They had their lower lip on the ground. Their countenance was downcast, and their communications, their talking one to another was very sad. And they were depressed, and they were feeling terrible because Jesus wasn't there. They'd witnessed that he'd been crucified on the cross, and they uh, hadn't quite got the, the revelation that the spirit that was in that flesh was the almighty spirit and that that spirit had withdrawn from him on that cross so that they could have this great balm, this great anointing, this great salve, this great uh, presence of the Lord, this fragrance that would soothe their, their every frayed uh, nerve and that would come into their life and take care of everything that had need of healing and that would give them such comfort in an uncomfortable world and that they're walking along and they're all upset but now Jesus appears and he comes to them in a form that they don't recognize because their minds are so clouded and they're so depressed and, and the scales are on their eyes and they're just not getting it here. Their five senses are all clogged up and nothing's coming through. And, the, and it said to them, why are you so sad? Why do you walk along with your head down and your lower lip on the ground and woe is me, what's going on here? And they said, man, are you a stranger around here? Don't you know that they've crucified Jesus the Lord of glory, the Prince of life, they've crucified him. And they continued on, and nothing was happening. But the more
more he talked to them and the more he walked with them, the sweeter the atmosphere began to get and they, they stopped to go into a house but he made like he was going to keep on trucking and they asked him, please come in with us. Don't leave. We like what we're feeling here in your presence. Let me tell you, you get in church. You get in the presence of the Lord. You get where the healing bomb is. You get where optimism is at. You get where there's a sweet fragrance. You get where there's an uplifting attitude. And you find out that Jesus is the bomb. You find out that he's everything you have need of. That he has an experience for you known as the gift of the Holy Ghost. That spirit of grace that will be poured out upon you. Poured out upon you. You know, the uh, book of Ecclesiastes said it like this. Chapter 9 and verse 8 said, Let thy garments be always white. That's the linen robe of righteousness that's given to the saints of the Most High God. It is a, is a symbol of the fact that you are you have the righteousness of God. You're not trying to do things in your own righteousness because then your, your robe would be filthy and nasty and smelly and stinky. Okay, that all that self-righteous junk. But, but you see, when you get this bomb, it's going to cleanse you. And it's going, to, it's going to take away all of that filth, all of that sin, all of that self-righteous, all of that man-made religion and traditions going to go gone. And you're going to be having now a garment that it said that it's always white. Okay? So hear it again now. Let thy garments be always white, and let thy head lack no ointment. You want to be full of the Holy Ghost. You don't want a little bit of the Holy Ghost. You want to be full of the Holy Ghost. David said, my cup is full and it's running over. People were chosen to do the work of God because they were full of the Holy Ghost. You want to be filled with the Spirit. You don't want a smidgen of it. You don't want to play games with God. You don't want to tap dance with this. You don't want to get a little drop on the end of your finger. You want this coming down on your head. You want it coming all over you and running down and reaching out to everybody, everywhere that they see the shine of God in your life. I'm telling you, Jesus is the bomb and you need him. You need what he's offering. You need what he's offering. Yes, you do. So you don't want to lack any ointment. The writer said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. I shall not want. I'm not going to be lacking or wanting for anything. I'm not going to be, you know, falling short here. There's no reason to fall short. There's no reason for you to be lacking in that sweet fragrance, that sweetness of God's Spirit. There, there's a, it's so good when God takes away that quarrelsome attitude, that fighting attitude, when he takes away the fear and the doubt and the unbelief and that, that precious anointing that ointment comes in your life. And you want to you wanna be full of this. You want to avail yourself to this. You want to be involved with what he's doing and what he's promoting, what his vision is. There's no greater place to be than in the church. There was a question about is there any bomb in a certain location in the Bible, but there's no question about it in the church. It's in the church. Everything you need is in the church. When they gathered together in that upper room and Jesus had given them a Bible study, he'd open their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and he, he began to depart out of their sight and he said, you don't have to be sad. You don't have to look at one another questioning. You don't even have to stand here gazing upward. He said, just go and do what I told you. That gets your 
yourself in the upper room of the church house and start having church. Start worshiping and praising and magnifying and you're going to find out that there's something that's going to come from heaven. And I'm telling you, there's a bomb. There's an anointing. There's a fragrance. It's going to come right down on you and fill the place where you are as well as yourself. It's going to fill you. Fill you with the Holy Ghost. I want to uh, tell you that as the church went on and dealt with so many spirits, Revelation chapter 3, you read about uh, things that challenged the church, shall I say. Things that challenged the church. Spirits that came against the church. And each one of the churches that is depicted, meaning congregations in certain locations, all a part of the one overall body of Christ, okay, but uh, they had different personalities. They had different pluses and minuses. They had different challenges. And um, in the third chapter particularly, though, of Revelation, you will find that the Spirit begins to deal with one of the congregations. And he, and this is at Laodicea, the Bible said. And here in verse 18, he began to give counsel. He began to tell them because they weren't, they weren't quite operating at the peak level that he wanted them and that they should operate at. And he told them, he said, now I'm going to counsel you uh, there, and it's important to get God's counsel. He said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold, okay, tried in the fire. Now, you don't buy this with money or some natural credit card. You buy this with your faith credit card. This, is, this operates, all operates by faith that you're going to believe him so you don't have to go digging in your purse and you don't have to go worrying about do I have enough money or do I have enough credit on my, on my credit card or my debit card or my charge card or my check card or whatever you don't have to worry about that what you need to tell yourself is I just need to have faith in what he's saying I need to have faith in the operation of God I need to have faith in how he does things I like what was said uh, the word about building in a recession what you're doing that for let me tell you it wouldn't matter what time you did for God, somebody would question the timing of it. But let me tell you something, God's time is the right time. And you just let God go ahead and run his business because he knows how to run his business. Hear me, you let him operate in your life. People will say, what you going to church for? What you living for God for? Why are you doing that? I wouldn't care my money down there. Let me tell you something, the enemy is always anti. He's always against. He don't understand the way God does things. But you are learning to understand. And God said, I'm counting counseling you I'm counseling you purchase from me gold tried in the fire and he said uh, that thou mayest be rich now people are amassing fortunes and trying to hold on to them in this day and age but uh, I would like to tell you that that what Jesus gives to you that there's no rise and fall of an economy that's going to affect that Okay, He's going to be there, and he's willing. He's ready. He said, I'll never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I'm going to be right there in your moment and in your time of need and difficulty and the challenge. 
and, and you just go ahead and believe God and you take God's counsel, you take God at his word, you become trainable, you become teachable, you become coachable, you allow the spirit of the Lord through the leadership to get you going in the right direction and teach you how to access God and how to get the windows of heaven to open over your life and bring to you what you have need of. These folks had this. It was available to them, but they sat back and they kicked back and they said, oh man, you know, uh, our lives are built around the abundance of the things that we possess but Jesus' word said no, no, no a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things or the possessions that he can heap to himself that's not where it's at he said listen to my counsel I want you to get the gold that's tried in the fire knowing that the trying of your faith is more precious than anything else because it's going to bring you forth a vessel for the fighter a vessel that can contain the bomb and Jesus is the bomb that you have need of you have need of that. He said in white, white raiment, or white clothes, white linen raiment, if you please. And he said, uh, my counsel is to get that. And he said, uh, that righteousness of God, doing it God's way, not doing it your way, doing it God's way. Going by chapter and verse, subject matter, laying aside traditions, laying aside little pet ways of doing things. You know, this is not about you getting attention. It's quite the opposite. That's the world. They want to distinguish themselves. They want bright lights. They want big endorsements. They want huge sums of money. They want large plaques and trophies on their walls and in their cabinets and banner banners hanging from the ceiling. But in the church, it's quite the opposite. We don't want the attention. We want to give God the glory. We want God to get the attention and then God will work in favor. God will put the bomb in your life. Yes, he will. You got to learn God's way. You got to unlearn the worldly way and you've got to learn God's way. It's the same thing with people that are filled with religion. We got to unsave them to save them because they think they're so saved and they're not saved from anything. You know, they're still smoking, they're still drinking, they're still running around, they're still carousing, they're still gambling, they're doing every kind of area, and they're just living for this world. And yet they want to claim to be saved. They're not saved from anything. You get delivered from your sin, not in it, but from it. He brings us out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, the quicksand. He brings us up and he leads us to a rock that's higher than we are. And, and then there's the other swing. I'm, I'm broke and I'm, I'm down and I, if somebody would just give me $5. No, no, no. What you need is the bomb. You need to know that Jesus is the bomb. And you get that in your life and he leads you to the rock that's higher than you are. He's going to put you on your feet. He's going to bless your life. He's going to cause you to be fruitful and responsible. Going to do that for you. Amen. So we're going to get that, that white remnant. We're going to get that linen robe of righteousness. Always we're going to have that. We're going to have God's way of doing it. We're not going to do it the way of the world. We're not going to do it the way of the religious world. Isn't that what the three Hebrew children said? Said, we're, we're not going to do it the king's way. We're not going to do it that way at all. 
said, I'll tell you what, if you think that we're wrong, let's just put it to the test. People don't want to get involved with God's quiz. People don't want God's testing program because it's not fake and it's not phony and it's not easily manipulated. Oh, let me tell you, when Elijah got them up there before that altar and he said, go ahead, you can have that. I'll prefer you. Go ahead and call on your God and whoever answers with fire and that's the one that's going to be God. No problem about it. He sat back in the corner and folded his arms and said, go after it, fellas. And they went after it. They cut themselves. They were bleeding. They were bloodletting. They were absolutely running out of steam. And the day came and the day went and Elijah got so sick and tired of it, he began to mock them. He said, what's the matter? You're God on a vacation? What's going on? Maybe it's his nap time. What's happening here? But I'll tell you what. You just step aside and let me show you how to ace this test. Let me show you how it works. Amen. Jesus is the bomb, friend. Yes, he is. We don't need any tricks. We don't need any smoky, spooky stuff anywhere. We don't need any incantations. And we don't need to be like those that Paul said, I perceive in all things you're too superstitious. We don't need any superstitious things. We just need good old chapter and verse. That'll bring the bomb into your life. When they got in that upper room and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and that bomb came down from heaven, friend, and that anointing began to go on every one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them the utterance. It was absolutely the answer to all of their questions. It didn't need, they wasn't worried about anything else anymore. That God is going to take care of it. God has put something in our lives. This house is filled with a, an aroma. This house is filled with a sweet fragrance. My goodness, this is the best smelling thing I've ever been around. This is absolutely taking care of all of my sores and all of my cuts and my wounds and things that I cut myself on this life and with self-inflicted wounds and doing it wrong and saying it wrong and always tripping over. Now look at I'm so happy because this bomb is in my life. It has come in and soothed my every nerve here. It has healed my every dilemma here. It has absolutely comforted me. Oh yes. This is a pleasing experience. Pleasing experience. Everybody said, praise the Lord. And so the writer said here, the Spirit said in Revelation, he said uh, that the reason you want to take my counsel is so that you might be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. And uh, he said, and then I want you to anoint your eyes with eyesight. I want you to have the bomb that's in the church. You can't get this formula just anywhere. You cannot get this formula from Coca-Cola. You can't get this formula from, from any NASA or anybody else anywhere. You're not going to be able to duplicate this. They've tried it. They've tried their fake and their phony. They have tried their counterfeit. They have tried to mimic it. The devil is a mocker. They have tried to mock it. They've tried to mimic it. They've tried to somehow uh, make it like they're doing the same thing. It wasn't it again the uh, seven sons of Sceva that came and said, we adjure you by Paul, by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And the devil said, I don't work with counterfeits, buddy. I, I know who Jesus is and I know who Paul is, but I don't don't know who you are. You ain't got nothing. And I'm fixing to tear down your little house. Let me tell you, you want the bomb. It sends the right smell. Even the devil knows that smell and trembles. He trembles at that. Because that's from the one God. 
Amen. You can remain standing. You can remain standing. I tell you tonight that Jesus is the bomb. He's everything that you have need of. And he said, I want to give you some ISAB. I want to give you some bomb. I want to put this, I want you to get this on your eyes. I want you to be able to see uh, how this thing really works. I want to get rid of the blindness. Spirits come to blind you. Israel was blinded in part and they couldn't get this message going straight in their lives. And they were given so much. They were given covenants. They had the forefathers, the history behind them. They had so many things going for them, promises, and yet they were blind in part. You don't want any part of blindness. You want to see this thing. Jesus came along, finds a fellow been blind from birth, and said, let me help you out. And he just began to make spittle and make some clay and put it on those eyes. His spit was the bomb. I'm telling you, Jesus is the bomb. And Jesus put a a little of that Holy Ghost bomb on that man's eyes and said you head right down the street and you do just what I tell you and the Bible teaches his vision was given to him and he could see I've got you to understand tonight that Jesus is the bomb and he's going to take away your blindness and he's going to help you to see things properly from his point of view from the righteous point of view Jesus is truly the bomb the world would tell you a whole lot of other things of the bomb, but they're not. And I'm not going to stand here and call the names of celebrities. I'm just telling you, they're not the bomb. They can't do for you what you need, okay? They can, they can tickle your flesh a little bit, and you can enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, and it'll be a very short season, but I suggest to you that you don't sell out for the short term, that you get in this thing for the long term, and you see it for eternity, and tell yourself the bomb that I'm going to get is going to take me for all of eternity. I'm going to awake with his likeness. I'm going to have his spirit and his power and his glory. I'm going to have a street of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl and every precious thing and it's all wrapped up in that bomb because Jesus is that bomb let's lift our hearts with our hands and let us love him thank you Jesus I give you praise holy God you're everything that I have need of you've been everything in my life long lo all these years and I praise you holy God and I pray that you strengthen us and encourage us, help us to take your counsel, your preaching, your word, and apply it to our lives. Lord God, we want that gold that's tried in the fire. And we want that white and precious, righteous remnant. And dear Jesus Christ, we want that ISA. We want that bomb. We want that anointing ointment on us, oh Lord, from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. We want it inside and out. You said you'd pour out your spirit. You'd pour it into our lips. We want it on the inside, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, I praise your holy name. I worship your righteous spirit. Need your great and mighty power. The only attention we want is your attention, Lord. Oh, Jesus, I praise you. The less of us, the more of you. The less of us, the more bomb we'll have in our lives. And I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I bless your holy name. Let's come and gather around all the ladies over here, all the men over here. Come and gather in. Come and gather in. Come in close and make room for everybody. Precious holy Savior. Precious holy Savior.